Hello, and welcome to the Reader's Quadrant, an Empyrean podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Samantha. We are doing a chapter-by-chapter reread and analysis of the Empyrean book series written by Rebecca Yaros. Today, we will be discussing Chapter 4 of Fourth Wing. We do swear, and we are not spoiler-free. You have been warned. We will be discussing connections from this chapter to Iron Flame at the end of the episode. We didn't want to spoil Iron Flame for those who haven't had a chance to finish it, but we didn't want to totally ignore it either. So let's get into today's battle brief. First of all, I want to talk about the German edition of Iron Flame that was just released on December 1st. Mm-hmm. I saw a TikTok of it, and I'm seriously jealous. I know. It's so beautiful. <laughs> There's got to be a way to get a copy of it. The maps inside and sprayed edges and the hardcover of the book, they're all in color. So it's like a bright, it's like a bluish. It's so pretty. Yeah, I like, what did Germany do? Right? <laughs> like, Rebecca Yaros is playing favorites with Germany. Ugh. I can't, like, I can't read German, not at all. But nope. I'm tempted to try and track down a copy of this book. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be, I mean... We've got to be able to get one like on Amazon or something at least. Like uh, it's probably gonna be like super marked up, like super uh, super pricey. Uh, if there are any, if there are any German listeners who would like to help us out, <laughs> <laughs> or even if you're a German listener and you've like you've got a copy of this, please just send us like a picture or something, some pictures of what it looks like in actual yes. real time life. Yes. We want to know. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who haven't seen it, we'll uh, post a link to the TikTok that we're talking about in the show notes to this episode. But it is super cool. And I'm really annoyed at my plain black copy of <laughs> Iron Flame right now. Honestly, even when we before we saw this, I was kind of annoyed that it was just plain black. <laughs> I was hoping yeah. for at least some sort of design or something. It's just, nope, just black cool yeah i mean, I, I, I get writers wear black at all but come on <laughs> yeah i mean at least the sprayed edges on fourth wing i didn't get a copy of this but the sprayed edges on fourth wing had like the dragon silhouettes yeah i've seen pictures of them it looks so cool and pretty like why couldn't we have gotten something like that uh yeah i don't know but this this German edition knocks everything else out of the water. Because I've seen the UK edition too. And the UK edition is still cooler than what we currently have. But I think the German one is just like insane. I at least want a detailed picture of the map. Like the colorized map. Yeah. Like what the heck is that? I wonder how much more that costs to print. I don't know. But I want it. Yeah, maybe we'll post we'll post a picture of the UK edition of Iron Flame as well because the sprayed edges on that still look way better. Yeah, than what <laughs> than what we have. I don't know if you've seen them. I'll send I have you a not picture. actually. Yeah, I'll yeah. send you a picture. Okay. Ooh, even a poster of the colorized map would be so cool. Like other series have colorized posters. Or even just posters of the map. Yeah, I... We should get a poster. <laughs> I just want to know, like, <laughs> what made Germany get the, the special colored edition? I don't know. Oh, yeah. The flame sprayed edges for the UK. That looks so cool. Why couldn't we got that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm jealous. What is this other one here? Hang on. Oh, yeah, there's two different ones because there's white with, like, dragons on it. Oh, the fairy loot one. Yeah, the clouds, the fairy loot one. Yeah, it's got, like, a dragon, like, an emblem. The center yeah. thing. Yeah. Anyways, we're jealous of you people in Europe who get these cool sprayed Everybody edges. Else. Yeah, and we're Everybody just else got the cool ones. We're just stuck with the regular black sprayed edges that literally dyed my fingers black. Yeah, they did. That was crazy. Mine did not do that. I heard that though. That's part of like the misprints is the ones that like dye your fingers. Yeah, it wasn't pleasant, but you know, I suffer for the art. <laughs> did it come uh-huh. out easily, or at least? Uh no, it was there for a solid like four or five days. Oh my god! <laughs> it looked like I was reading like old school newspapers, like real time life <laughs> newspapers. 
Uh, and then the second piece that we want to talk about in the battle brief is Rebecca Yaros actually just posted today. December 4th. That, yeah, December 4th, that she is releasing signed book plates in her store tomorrow at noon, which this episode will be out after that, but she's also doing another drop mid-December, so that should be, like, right around after we put this episode out. Yeah. It's only gonna, they're only going to be available in to um, shoppers in america bummer bummer for us canadians up here (laughs) oh not even to canada jeez nope just the u.s of a well i guess i gotta get one then (laughs) she said why is it only domestic within the united states because taxes are weird and we're in the middle of applying for all those little numbers that make international business possible and legal We'll update oh. locations and let you know as soon as we get through the process. So it sounds like she'll be, she will be making these available internationally eventually. But if you're in uh, the USA and you want to get an order in for one of these, like, go for it. We'll post the link uh, in her bio in the show notes. Um, so she said another drop's coming in about 10 days. So that should be about two days after we drop this episode. So, yep. Hopefully they're not too expensive. Um, so the price should be up. I didn't just, see it, but maybe let's I just, just see missed if I it. can find it. Yeah, because she did talk about the price in her. She said, um, she said, how did you come up with the cost? It's the combination of supplies, shipping, and labor. That's it, I promise. So maybe she hasn't posted the full price yet, but <laughs> judging off of how she laid that out in the just the po- her Instagram posts, I, I can't imagine they're going to be cheap because I think she's anticipating people complaining about the price. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just seeing she even posted a picture, happy release day to Iron Flame in Germany, and she's holding up the book with the colorful sprayed edges, and it's so freaking cool. Ugh. Rebecca. <laughs> Why you gotta do this like that? Anyways, uh, so we have now surpassed 1,500 listens. Woohoo! Thank Go you! us! Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we won't harp on this too much because I know we got really excited in our last episode, but yeah, we just want to give everyone a shout out and say thank you so much for taking the time to listen. We appreciate you, and we really can't thank you enough. Yeah. Thank you, everybody! You're the best! <laughs> Um, okay, so let's get into it. In the last chapter, after Violet made it across the parapet, she ran into Dane, who is now gorgeous, but a major pain in the ass, as all he wants to do is get Violet to go back to the Scribe Quadrant. After everyone else crosses the parapet, Zayden moves Violet's squad into his wing, the fourth wing, and the cadets get their first experiences with actual dragons. Okay, let's get into the chapter. So... Chapter four of Fourth Wing. With the opening blurb here, we get a reappearance of Major Ephendra. This is so this is the first repeat person I think we've had in these opening segments. Yeah, I think it is. So the opening. The sparring ring is where riders are made or broken. After all, no respectable dragon would choose a rider who cannot defend themselves, and no respectable cadet would allow such a threat to the wing to continue training. So, to me, this hints at Violet potentially not bonding a dragon, or this leads me to believe that other cadets who have also read the Major Offender's Guide to the Rider's Quadrant will think that Violet's not going to bond a dragon because they don't think she'll be able to defend herself. And I think it also hints at her being attacked by her fellow cadets because... No respectable cadet would allow such a threat to the wing to continue training. I think that's black and white there. Yeah, I just, I find it interesting how they're always saying no respectable dragon. They keep assigning these things to the dragons, like dictating what the dragons will tolerate, what they will, you know, respect and things like that. And it's not, we don't know that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it really shows how little they actually know about the dragons because the dragons don't follow anything that humans say no in fact i could see a dragon like taran doing the opposite of what human says just because i mean he pretty much did oh yeah that's 
That's very true. Um, he doesn't listen. Not at all. No. I mean, he does also <laughs> say, though, that there are other kinds of strengths. So he's not saying that he doesn't value strength. He just values all strengths, not just physical strength. Yeah, this is true. Strength of the mind. Yeah. There's um, the show in a manga. Um, I used to watch a show called Soul Eater, where the one thing they would always repeat is a sound soul dwells within a sound mind and a sound body. And I feel like mm. that almost can apply here. Yeah, although you could argue that Violet doesn't have a sound body. True. That's fair. But yeah, interesting. Um, okay, so we start the chapter with Captain Fitzgibbons reading the death roll. Violet is now in her rider black with a mm-hmm. single star on her collarbone uh, to indicate that she is a first year and a fourth wing patch on her shoulder. Uh, so, yep, go the, ahead. The the patch is said to be a single four-pointed star, four star. I just... I have a hard time visualizing a four-pointed star. Like, wouldn't that just be an X? Wouldn't See, that just be an to, X? Like, I don't I understand. Need, <laughs> I need to Google this. You know what I mean? I'm just like, what is a four-pointed star? Oh, oh, it makes sense if you Google it. Okay, let me Google it. Oh, one of those things. Yeah. Okay. There's there's even one that looks kind of Gallic if you're if you just looked at like. If you just Googled and looked at the images. But okay, that makes way more sense. Yeah, once you said that, I was like, what? <laughs> it, it's just, I, I probably, I should have just Googled it. We can, but I'm just okay. like, what is a four-pointed star? <laughs> okay, uh, and let's get back into it. So this is the first, I think, we learn about or hear about the patches. Um, and we learn later on that you can earn additional patches throughout the year through various achievements. Like, I think, if I remember correctly, Fourth Wing, their flame section or whatever, earns the Iron Squad patch. Yes. Because that's, they have the most cadets who have survived through the threshing. Yes. And as we see later in this chapter, um, if they have a compass patch, that means that their signet is classified. Right, because if you have a common signet, you'll have, like, ice or fire or something on a patch. But if they don't want you to know what the signet is, then it's the compass. Why do you think it's the compass? I honestly don't know. It's kind of strange uh, to choose that. Yeah. I'm just thinking, like, symbolism of a compass is what, like, finding your way yeah, well, and also, I mean, there's four directions and there's four quadrants. So maybe the compass is, like, pointed to where the rider's quadrant would be. So the compass is a symbol of guidance and direction. Compasses are reminders that you are free to choose the course of your life as you wish, which is hilarious if we're talking about <laughs> signets. Not- <laughs> Say, that is not a thing. Well, even in the quadrant itself, that is not a thing. <laughs> Um, so everyone apparently has modified their uniforms, which kind of goes back to what we learned in the very first chapter, that riders have the most leeway when it comes to things like this. Like, I can't see Jacenia, for example, being able to, like, put, like, a red ribbon or something on her white tunic (laughs) just because she felt like it. Right. And I don't think, like, the infantry would be able to do anything like that either. No, they... Um, I think she even says somewhere about how they want their uniformity. Yeah. Yeah, when um, she first so, gets to the quadrant. Yeah. So we learn that the reading of the death roll, which is what is happening right now, is the only memorial that those who died on the parapet slash were killed by the dragons will get. So this is the only kind of service that those people will ever get. Um, and then we learn later as well that when someone dies in this world, you're supposed to burn everything that they own, right? Yes. Yeah, I think it's supposedly to help them on their way to Malik. Do you think it's kind of like, if you think back to like ancient Egypt, where all the pharaohs and stuff were buried with all of their jewels and stuff so they could like take that to the afterlife? Do you think that's kind of the vibe? Um... 
Maybe. I feel like there's some other cultures, though, that burn all of their belongings. Oh, I have no idea. So I just, I don't know why, but I feel like that was somewhere else too, but it's not coming up. So must be not a thing. Um, but yeah, I think it's also, I guess, to help them just keep cleanse their soul. And I mean, fire is meant to be cleansing. It's universally seen as a cleansing thing, whether it's the smoke from fire or the fire itself. And fire signifies rebirth. Yeah, like, like saging and stuff like that is definitely. Yeah, or, or incense. Think- and you have to imagine that I wonder if the people who that are related to the person who has passed, I wonder if you find that healing or because I know Violet doesn't seem to like this practice. No. At all. We know of multiple times where she has not burned things. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought that practice was interesting. Yeah. Um, so... We just wanted to note here that on the first page of the fourth chapter, um, when Captain Fitzgibbon says Jace Sutherland, the scribes next to him shift their weight. So Samantha had noticed this. And so do we think that this is because Jace Sutherland had some importance to them? Or is it just because that they've been standing there for so long? I'm not sure. Like, I, I wonder if there's maybe some other Sutherland that maybe has some connection to the scribes. I mean, we don't know all the scribes. Or if it's just, like you said, they're just tired of standing because they're in the 50s um, of where they're reading the names. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Something for us to keep an eye on if we ever see the name Sutherland again. Because, I mean, I, I don't remember, but it's also very possible that if we have just completely forgotten that there was a mention, like, even a brief mention. Yeah. So we learned that there are 156 first years in the barracks on the first floor and Violet is wary of letting them see her binding her knee as she fears it will be a sign of weakness. Now, I honestly think that this is a thought put into her head by everyone who's telling her that she is like worthless and can't do shit because we already know that Rhiannon knows this about her and doesn't care, but she has just assumed that everyone else is going to judge her for this. Well, even, I mean, it's reinforced by Dane, too, because when she first gets there and she's about to throw up and she's trying to hide it and Dane, she said, yeah, because it's a sign of weakness and Dane agrees with her. Like, yeah, they don't, you don't want to seem weak in front of everybody. Yeah, he says that and then later says, don't put words in my mouth when he's about to repeat the exact same thing. Yeah. Anyways, um, so you get, you only get a private room when you survive the threshing. So my question for you then is, Samantha, do you, uh-huh. has has Sawyer just had to sleep in the dorms like this entire year? Yeah, I bet so. I that don't see sucks. the baking exceptions. But here's the thing: he survived the threshing. True, but I mean, they still have to make him redo the gauntlet and everything else. Yeah. Anyways, Poor so <laughs> after the death roll is finished being read. Um, Dane is giving instructions to the section or the squad. Uh, and he's acting like he doesn't know Violet. Even Rhiannon comments saying, wow, he's good at acting like he doesn't know you. And Violet says she has a hard time reconciling the boy she knew with this like hard ass squad leader in front of her. And I don't know, like, do you think you would be able to do that? Just like act like you don't know someone who's supposedly your best friend? No. I can tell you right now, no. <laughs> I do not have that good of a poker face. My face will just automatically start smiling of its own accord. <laughs> yeah, and for someone who supposedly cares about her so so much, this is kind of... I guess you can make the argument that, oh, he's protecting her. Like, he cares about her so much that he's putting her first in this way. But I'm okay. choosing not to go with that interpretation. Yeah, that's a Tamlin interpretation. So we learned that um, they have sparring this afternoon, which Violet had forgotten about, and they only have it twice a week. So do you think this is because they need to have time to recover in between classes? Because it seems to me like they should have sparring like more often than once, than twice a week. 
I mean, we've seen them get bit pretty beat up in sparring. So I think, yeah, it's to allow time to recover between sparring. Also, they have a lot of other things that they're doing. Like, they still need to, you know, even though they don't have sparring, they still have gym time. Like, they still have to work out and mm. do all that stuff in addition to their studies and everything. Yeah. Uh, and so then after this is the first time that we hear about the gauntlet because they'll need to run the gauntlet in two months. And there's this awesome rendering that I sent to Samantha in our chat like a little while ago of the gauntlet that we'll post on the Instagram because it really helped yeah. me to vi visualize it because I have a really hard time when it comes to things like this, like trying to make the picture in my mind of what's going on, especially when it's like an action scene, like the gauntlet is. Yeah. So I'll see if I can find uh, who to give credit to for that illustration. And if I can find who to give credit to, I'll post it on our Instagram so that you guys can see it as well because I think that does a better job showing it than we'll ever be able to do describing it. Yep, kind of like the uh, diagram of the squads. <laughs> to me, the gauntlet is American Ninja Warrior. Oh, 100%. Or, or Wipeout. Or Wipeout. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a combo. It's a combo. <laughs> it's most extreme elimination challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so... We just need a Guy LaDouche giving the uh, commentary. So we learned that only if you pass the gauntlet can you to continue on to the presentation. So, okay, does that mean that if Violet, even if she hadn't, like, say she just hadn't finished, she would just have to repeat the year? Yeah. I mean, that's what Sawyer has to do. Yeah, but he had to do it because he didn't bond a dragon. Yeah, but if you don't finish the gauntlet, then you die. There's no coming back down. You either make it to the top or you fall and die. But that's not necessarily true because they practice on it a shit ton of times. Yes, but then they take those safety nets, like the ropes and things, away oh, for the final run through. Yes, that is true. I haven't reread the gauntlet scene in so long. So, yeah. speaking of Sawyer, this is where we meet him. I freaking love Sawyer. He's great. Um, he's a tall, wiry cadet whose light complexion is covered with a smattering of freckles. I love this because I am also covered with a smattering of freckles. Uh, and as Samantha and I have been talking about, he is a repeat who didn't bond last year. So we had to start the entire year over. Honestly, I am shocked that they let these people start again rather than just like kicking them to the curb. Like, I wonder what the benefit of it is. And again... Do you think that he had to cross the parapet again? Oh, I hope not. Because I was wondering this too. That would suck. I wonder though, because they say that you're only a candidate when you're on the parapet, but you're a cadet once you cross. And they're technically cadets, so they don't have to do that particular portion of... Yeah. Yeah, he probably didn't have to redo the parapet, but he has to redo everything else. I wonder, I wonder, too, if they don't bond, do they get the choice of stay to repeat or are they able to pick a different quadrant to maybe try there? No, I, I think you're a rider or you are dead. Mm. But what if you don't bond again this year? Yeah, does like, like, you just how try, try, times, try again? Like How many times do they let you repeat until you can't anymore? I don't know. These, these are the questions that I have. Anyways, Sawyer's name means woodcutter, which oh. is interesting, but I don't think means anything. <laughs> what was his? I think was, he just, yeah. His signet, it's metal bending, right? Yeah. Okay, so that doesn't relate either. Nope, because I thought of that too. I was like, oh, maybe. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> 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 we also kind of get a sneak peek of a Riddock or Rydock. Yeah, Riddock. I think it. I think that's how you say it. Is it Riddock? Okay. Yeah. Like, so, like the Chronicles? <laughs> yes. It's clear that he's a smartass because he's making all these like random comments. I think he's hilarious. Um, he has dark brown hair that flops against the brown skin of his forehead and he is fairly short. I thought his description was so funny because they're like the short cadet. <laughs> <laughs> and then his name means man of the field. Oh. Okay. So, I don't know. 
We'll see. Um, so they're walking, they're walking to class because Dane has told them to like go get their shit and go to class. Sawyer says he'll take them because obviously he knows where everything is. So they're going to get their stuff. Then Violet hears a whistle that she immediately recognizes as Dane. So she tells Rhiannon that she'll meet her later. And Rhi says that she offers to grab Violet's stuff. And it's just so nice because she didn't have to do that. Like, the whole time we've been hearing that the Rider's Quadrant is, like, you're for yourself, you keep to yourself, you don't make friends, stuff like that. But Rhiannon is so open to being an ally. It's so nice to see. Well, and clearly that's just bad advice because their squad gets to be very close and, like, they're actually friends and then they're the only squad that makes it, like, together intact. Like, okay, I question, did Mira seriously not make any friends? I think to Mira she didn't make any friends. I think Mira, I think she has casual friendships. I think she just maybe makes alliances but I don't think mm. she makes close friends, like what Rhiannon is with Violet. Um, so Violet slips into the rotunda and is amazed. She says it might be the most beautiful piece of architecture, not only at the Citadel, but in all of Basgiath. So <laughs> let's hope the dragons don't get in here and mess things up. Otherwise, Dane's going to have a freaking conniption about hiring the Masons again <laughs> to rebuild this fucking building. <laughs> <laughs> so it's three stories tall, marble floors, domed glass ceiling. There are two massive door arch doors to the left and to the right. And then there are four doors opening to the gathering hall. Equally spaced around the room are red, green, brown, orange, blue, and black marble pillars carved into dragons. So Violet passes by the dragons when an arm reaches out and pulls her against the wall. Yes, and the description of that, it kind of... It reminds me of, I know most, probably most of our listeners have not been in there, but it reminds me of being inside the Illinois State Capitol building. Cause it's very much, it has a huge dome. The interior of it is like open. You just look straight up and you can see like the stained glass, like in the dome. Like it's really pretty. I'll have to see if I can find a picture um, that we can share, but it's very, very similar to me um, in that respect. And probably most like domed Capitol buildings would be similar. Hmm. So anyway, um, so... Picking up, Dane uh, reassures Violet that it's just him because he just kind of, you know, grabbed her in a place where people just kill each other. So, you know, why not just surprise someone by grabbing them? Let's use our brains here. Violet says, I seriously, I seriously <laughs> thought, by the way, that he grabbed her. I was like, are they going to make out right now? I know, right? And he pushed her against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Although, frankly, he's lucky she didn't pull a fucking dagger on him. Like, you don't just surprise yeah. someone like that, dude. <laughs> anyway, um, Violet's like, yeah, I knew that. Because uh, you did that whistle from when we were kids. No one else would do that. And uh, they kind of mentioned that they grew up partially near the Crowland border while their parents were stationed there. Um, Dane asks her how her knee is, and she says she's fine. He then asks if anyone tries to screw with her last night. Violet essentially says that's what she said, which Dane doesn't appreciate. Because <laughs> he's the worst. He is the worst. <laughs> I thought it was you know a who, funny joke. When you know she who would like that? You know who would like that joke? Zayden. He would. Yeah. Because <laughs> he actually has a sense of humor. Yeah. God. And then Dane then goes into mom mode. He's like, "Did you eat breakfast? Are you okay? Do you have everything together?" Like, dude, you're not her mom. Her mom's not even her mom. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, it's... I don't know. I honestly don't know why he feels so responsible for her. I don't either. It's so weird. Like, he's trying to be paternal, but at the same time, not. I mean, it's... It's weird. Yeah. Oh, um, mm -hmm. So, um, Dane then looks at her braid and, like Mira, advises her to cut it. And even though Violet's like, stop talking about my hair, Dane just keeps pushing. And he's like, well, the sparring ring, people could grab it as a reason for her to cut it. And she's like, my hair is the least of my concern to the sparring ring. <laughs> Truth. Very much so. And then Dane, again, is shocked when she talks back to him. 
Like, I, I feel like he clutches his pearls every time. So, okay, when they were friends before the Riders Quadrant, do you think she was just, like, super submissive and nev- they never had this, like, friendly banter? Because the way that Violet is talking to him makes it seem like he's the one who's changed here. Like, she's trying to reinstigate this level of familiarity that they always had, and he's just being like, nah. I, I feel like they did because, in like, oh, when he, they're walking to his room to fix her knee, uh, she said, makes some sort of smart-ass comment, and he says, oh, there's that smart mouth of yours. And yeah, so why like, is he acting like this now? I don't know. But he literally, I feel like he, like, clutches his pearls every time. Yeah, he totally does. His eyes widen. Like, really? Come on. Dane. Anyway, he plays the whole, I'm just trying to keep you safe card. Okay. Yeah. And then makes a veiled threat about shoving her to the scribe quadrant again. And I say again, what does he think will be the outcome of that? Like, her mother is going to just drag her back anyways. What is the point? I know. He's he's so dumb. <laughs> I also have a really hard time saying scribe quadrant. I yeah, want I to... know. Every single time I'm like, scribe quadrant. <laughs> I know. I keep wanting to do that too. Give like, the scribe quadrant. Like, I can't do this. <laughs> uh, why is it so hard? Um, so... <laughs> Violet then asked Dane why their squad was moved from second wing to fourth wing. And then Dane honestly kind of baselessly says it's because Zayden wants to kill her. Like, okay. he's he's literally just going off hearsay. <laughs> this kind of, yeah, blew my mind, too. I was like, okay, one, that's crazy that you're saying that. And two, why are you telling her this? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, it's common knowledge. Like, what are you talking about? You guys aren't... Has anybody actually talked to him? Like, has he made or, a comment? Yeah, or are you just saying this because you know that her mom killed his father? Yeah, they're real bad in this whole series of holding children responsible for their parents. Yeah. Like, all yeah. the time. On both mm-hmm. sides, honestly. <laughs> it's so dumb. Children are not responsible for their parents. Ever. In real-time life or in fictional. Anyway. uh, Dane then tries to reassure her by touching her face. Ding! We need to get a bell. Um, (laughs) 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 And say that he won't let anything happen to her. Um, So, just for those keeping track, that is now twice he has touched her face. That I have counted anyway. I don't think I missed any. So, Violet tells him there's nothing he could do, and then she tries to leave. And then Dane tells her to keep a low profile, especially a battle brief, since the entire quadrant is there. And then Violet mocks him in, like, the best way. <laughs> She's like, what is Zane gonna do? Pull me out of class and run me through a sword in the middle of the hallway? Or do you honestly think he'll stab me in the middle of battle brief? Fair point. <laughs> like... She's not wrong. It's the same thing with him wanting to shove her to the scribe quadrant. I said it correctly the that squib- time. The squibe. I said it right, damn it. <laughs> I know. I'm just going <laughs> to lean into it. <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, but yeah, it's the same, like, just lack of forethought. He's like, I'll just shove you to the scribe quadrant. He's just going to kill you in the middle of a class with professors and a shit ton of other people there who also have signets, by the way. It's not just first years. It's everybody. Yeah. And then, then, to further baselessly back himself up, he says he wouldn't put it past him because he's vicious. Because his dragon's vicious. Okay. I... (laughs) And... (laughs) Is there a correlation, do you think? Actually? What, between a person being vicious and their dragon being vicious? Yeah. Like, vicious dragons choose vicious riders. I guess you could argue that with Jack and his dragon. I guess, but... what? I mean, yeah, Scale is... She's probably really vicious in battle, but I doubt outside of battle she's vicious. This is... Yeah, this is my thing, too. It's like, 
what would Dane know about Scale? Yeah. He just knows that she's a blue dagger tail, which we learned in the previous chapter are supposedly the most vicious of, or like the most capable, I guess, in battle of all the dragons. However, he also says that Zayden is fucking ruthless. What has he done that's been ruthless? I want to know. Like, is he just good in the sparring? Are you mad because he kicked your ass? Which he probably did. Let's be real here. Dane mentioning scale kind of kickstarts Violet's brain. Like, oh, wait. Dane has a dragon. He has powers. And she, like, slowly kind of says it all. She's kind of thinking it out loud. And then Dane's like, I'm still me. And he's just like, I just have all this stuff. But, you know, I'm still me. And she's like, well, what's your signet? And then he tells her that he can read a person's recent memories by putting his hands on the person. Uh, specifically their temples. Although he kind of says that second. He doesn't say that right away. You know, and the, like, this is kind of crazy to me because it's like, we know that, as of right now, we know that they kill intensics, like kind of the moment that they find out that you are one. But this is just like a different form of that. The only reason that he's alive is because the the powers that be can use this. To and their it's advantage. controllable. He has to actually yeah. touch someone, so it's controllable. Yeah. I wonder if it works if he's wearing gloves. Like, does his skin uh, like, have to uh, actually touch the person, or is, is it just like that type of close contact? Is he Elsa? <laughs> Honestly, I haven't watched Frozen. What? <laughs> I know. What? I'm probably like the only person alive that has not watched Frozen, but I have not watched Frozen. That's wild. And you have a kid. I do. But he's wow. he's he's only two. So he hasn't watched I mean, those kinds of things yet. My niece is two and she's obsessed with Frozen. So We 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 try to limit like kid TV because we don't want to drive ourselves insane yet. So like he'll maybe get, you know, an episode or two of Sesame Street. <laughs> And that's kind of about it. (laughs) And, like, even that, my husband's, like, it drives him nuts. For me, I kind of like it. I think the songs get super catchy, and I really like the monster food truck. Side tangent. (laughs) (laughs) They have a monster food truck. It's Cooking Monster and Gonger, and they're the the monster foodies. It's really funny. It's cute. cute. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, he says that he has to temples, but his signet is classified, um, which is symbolized by the compass patch beneath his fourth vein patch. You know, I'm honestly shocked that he told her. It's because so he still trusts her. I think he's trying to show that he's still himself. He's still her best friend and that he could trust her with this information. Yeah, if he's just such a rule follower. Like, I'm shocked that he told her not because he would like he would just want to keep something like that to himself but because he was probably told not to tell anyone so true um he also says he's still learning how to use it and it's he's better at the closer he is to cath his dragon yes so this was this is also what a lot of people are talking about when we talk about is he reading violet every time every single time that he touches her and my answer to that is, like, I don't know. Because at the beginning of the book, I don't feel like he has that much control over it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he could be unintentionally. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then there, I couldn't really find a meaning for just Kath. So oh, yeah. The closest would be probably Catherine, which it's usually a nickname for. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a female name of Greek origin, which means pure. Um, it's pretty common. Oh, yeah. Gallic. Cath. is pure. Oh, I missed clear. that one. So, pretty similar. Pure, clear. Um, so, there's that. So then, after that, Violet teases him and says, Oh, and you say you have it changed. Like, you can literally read minds. And he's kind of gives her a little speech um in which she remembers it throws back at him later because he in part of it he says that the quadrant cuts away the bullshit and the niceties revealing whoever you are at your core which she which uses to me later is interesting because like i don't know i don't feel like anyone else changes that much yeah yeah i mean violet's probably the one who changes the most but it's really more yeah. she gains her confidence rather than 
like changing at her core. Mm-hmm. Everyone else there is fairly confident already because you'd have mm-hmm. to be confident in yourself to be crazy enough to volunteer to join the writer's quadrant. Yeah, they're definitely all the cockiest people. Yeah. I mean, that's why Zayden gives his speech in the at the end of the previous chapter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dane mentions... He talks about how Zayden is still a wing leader. He'll be after you, but he'll do it within the rules of the Codex. Um, he mentions how the Codex is sacred to wing leaders and then inadvertently kind of reveals that he was sleeping with Amber Mavis last year. So, do you, okay, do you think that the Codex is sacred to Zayden? I, I no. highly doubt it. No. No, I think I think Dane thinks it is because he is a stickler for the rules and Amber is a stickler for the rules. And so Ugh, he thinks Amber. everyone is a stickler for the rules. So I looked up Amber's name. Um, so like you would think, it's, you know, after the stone that fossilized um, insects that things are found in. I also looked up, like, the meaning, like, for the crystal, um... Like what qualities Amber is supposed to have, mm-hmm. and it's often it says it's associated with qualities like warmth, healing, and protection. Lol. It's also supposed to be a stone for wisdom and courage, and this is the biggest lol. It's supposed to stimulate the intellect and enhance decision-making abilities. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so she's the opposite of all those things. Yep. Um, and then her last name, Mavis, is uh, an English name that means song thrush. So, like, it's a, it's a songbird. I do find it interesting that Dane's two love interests that we know of both have names that are, like, colors. Yeah, I was thinking that, too. I don't, I, like, I don't know what that means, but... I don't either, but, yeah, <laughs> I, I did notice that, too. I also think of that kid's book, Amber Brown is on a Crayon. <laughs> they're just making me laugh but Amber (laughs) who we will have such lovely times with later on yeah okay so Violet then goes to leave and then she feels chills and you know like you get the chills going down your spine Mm. and then she looks up and she sees Zayden watching her from above she gets nervous and she's trying to decide if she should draw a dagger or not. Zayden just kind of tilts his head and watches her to kind of see what she's going to do. And she decides that she should probably run. Dane arrives and then asks her what she's looking at. She points out Zayden. And then Zayden just kind of calls her and Dane's friendship out as being inappropriate and reprimands Dane a bit for it. Which honestly, he's not really wrong. Because then it kind of makes Dane look like he's showing favoritism, which can cause discord in, like, the whole squad, if not the wing. Do you think that Zayden at this point kind of assumes that Violet and Dane are, like, an item? Kind of, because he says, let me guess, childhood friends? First loves, even? So I think he thinks there is something going on. I don't know. But I think he does. Um, So, uh, then... After Zayden calls him out, he starts to kind of walk down the steps a bit. And as soon as he starts moving, Dane tells Violet to run and she bolts. And then it's never brought up ever again. Yeah, overdramatic much? Like, Zayden never says, why the fuck did you bolt that day? Or he never even, like, makes fun of her for it later. Like, once they kind of get together or when they kind of become friends before they get together. It's it's just kind of weird. Like, you wouldn't think that someone would be like... I don't know. I just feel like that it should come up again. But it doesn't. Yeah. Because it's just very random. <laughs> and that's the end of the chapter. Is Violet running. It's so, so weird. <laughs> it's Anyways. So weird. Let's chat about what we've been up to this last week. <laughs> um... So I watched all three movies in the Maze Runner series. I'd never seen them before. How was it? Never seen any of them. You know what? I don't know how I feel about them. I feel like maybe if I was like 16 when I watched them, I might have been like a big fan. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know that it was about like zombies. 
Oh, it is? Yeah, I didn't know exactly. that either. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I thought it was more like a Hunger Games type thing, but just so different. So did I. <laughs> so it was kind of ish for the first movie where they're actually in the maze. But once they get out, it's like zombies kind of stuff. That's so weird. So that disappointed me. But, you know, you can't have everything. I'm assuming you haven't read the books then either. No. Because <laughs> no. I haven't either. Because I honestly, I think by that point, I was kind of getting out of my, like, YA. Like, you know, when you get to a certain certain age, before you realize that, like, classifications like YA and NA, like, don't mean anything. Just read what you want to. But, like, mm-hmm. once you get to a certain age, you're like, oh, I can't read YA anymore because I'm too, like, I'm too adult for that. Yeah. And I think that those books came out around that time or like we're getting popular around that time for me so mm-hmm. i missed that train but i will say everyone is ridiculously good looking in those movies oh okay well at least has that going for them <laughs> <laughs> um so i'm still working on my throne of glass reread still on throne of glass like work has been insane so i've had much time to make it through and speaking of that i am currently counting down the days until i'm done work for the year finish Ooh. on the 13th and then i don't go back until january 3rd wow that's a nice long break i know i'm so excited <laughs> how about you uh well uh all of last week i was uh pretty sick uh, if you guys couldn't tell um i had this horrible horrible cold i just felt like i was dying so <laughs> i just binged kept binging uh my baking championship show. Um, I didn't really read it all just because it just didn't feel up to it. I tried going to a conference uh, Thursday. It was supposed to be Thursday and then half of Friday. I went Thursday because I was starting to maybe feel a little bit better. Apparently overdid it and felt horrible Friday. Just I ended up sleeping. The first session was supposed to start at 8. Or I was supposed to be there for eight. I didn't wake up till like nine. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up. And I have a text from one of like the people. They're like, "Hey, they're starting this session." I was like, "Shit, I just woke up." So, <laughs> and it was supposed to be done at noon. So I was like, "You know what? I'm just gonna go home." <laughs> so I just left and then went to the doctor when I got home, pretty much. Um, and then Saturday, I worked outside all day at a holiday market because uh, there wasn't anybody to cover. So, yeah. Just yeah, I mean, sick. Christmas <laughs> is three weeks a day away today. That's... Is it really? Yeah, 21 oh, days away. shit. Like, that's insanity. I've barely started Christmas shopping. I haven't done anything. I am almost <laughs> done. Damn, you are on it. I Uh, I bought this like salsa and like meat, excuse me, the salsa and like meat stick gift pack thing from when I was working at the holiday market. There were the people next to us. Mm. It's like two jars of salsa and like an eight pack thing of like the meat sticks, you know, like those dry meat stick things. It was like 20 bucks. I was like, that's a pretty good deal. Considering the price of things these days. Yeah, and it's, like, made from scratch from, like, a local family. So I'm like... Yeah, I mean, I spent $100 on a throw pillow this weekend at a local handmade market, so I feel that. Yeah. So... <laughs> that's, uh... That's what I've been doing. <laughs> okay. So, now, we will be discussing Iron Flame Connections shortly, but first, you be sure to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast wherever you're listening to us. Uh, that really helps us get more visible and please be sure to tell your friends about our podcast as well if you think they'll like us yes you can find our instagram at readers quadrant podcast and you can email us at readers at gmail.com and be sure to join our discord a link will be posted on our instagram bio on our instagram stories and is also in the show notes to this episode Yes, Discord is fun. It's awesome. You can interact with us directly in real time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you want to tell us what we th- you think and either agree with us or have an argument with us in real time, you can do that. 
Yep. <laughs> so, warning, warning, warning. We will be now be discussing any connections from this chapter to Iron Flame. If you have not read Iron Flame, this is your last chance to stop listening and come back next week. Thank you. Okay. So I'll start. So we were talking earlier in the episode about how I don't think, I think Mira actually followed her own advice and I don't think that she actually made any friends in, in the writer's quadrant. And I think that advice probably came from Brennan because the way that we see him interact with people in Iron Flame, like, I don't think he actually has any real friends either. No. Because you would I think, think that he, like, Zayden would be the one that he's closest to, and I, I don't think they're friends. Yeah, honestly, I think that stems from their parents. But so why does I, Violet have such an easy time making friends then? Because she's more like her dad, mm. who is a scribe. Whereas uh, Brennan and Mira are more like their mother, who was a writer. So do you think then Violet's squad is the odd squad out and that, that, and that they are actually really good friends? Yeah. Do you, and do you think that's because of Violet? Yeah. Mm. Honestly, I think because she's willing to make friends and they all just kind of bond her i think she's a natural leader without realizing it and so mm. her wanting to make friends and have those friendships caused she kind of manifests it and we see her really struggle with that in iron flame too like wanting to tell her friends about the venom and all of that stuff but yeah yeah and i think that they kind of view her as a leader too because when Rhiannon becomes squad leader she kind of comes up to Violet and like almost apologizes for it yeah and then Violet's like yeah no I would have made a terrible squad leader she she, like recognizes that in herself I say she's not wrong (laughs) she's 100% not wrong (laughs) um and then the second point I wanted to make was about the dragons in the rotunda I think they were described in too much detail to be just simply like decorative um mm-hmm. so do you think that the collection of dragon statues has more meaning like we now know that it takes all the colors of dragons to power the wards and here's a depiction of that minus andarna's whatever andarna is her braid but I, yeah I, I feel like this has more meaning than just statues yeah um i have a different point about the statues too but when you were saying that that i almost wonder this is crazy off the wall. Could they be like fossilized, like ancient dragons? Like, could they be the original dragons that those lines, like Gadamphalus and all of them, like, you know, maybe, there? but it said that they were carved out of the marble pillars. Yeah, but maybe they just look like it. Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Like, because I'm, I'm like, maybe it's depicting the original, like, setting up of the wards and they're just missing, like, the middle stone. I don't know. See, that was the other thing, because we know now that we need seven. But mm. I noticed that it said for the stat- the six statues that are in the rotunda, they're equally spaced. Mm-hmm. So not leaving space for anyone. Exactly. So was Andarna's breed left out on purpose? To or, keep it a secret? Yes. Or had her breed already been forgotten? When these statues were made, if they are indeed statues. I don't know. Because we don't know how old they are. We don't know how old this building is. Like, is this from, like, I doubt this building is from, like, 600 plus years ago. Or maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe it is. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like these statues have more meaning. Yeah. I agree. And that's all I had. That's all I had for Iron Flame. Okay. I have... um, Well, like we said in the main episode, uh, we are now at number two for Dane face touch count. Mm. Um, And then also Dane says that he's still learning his signet at this point and that he's better at it if he's closer to his dragon. So I think you had said before that he gets better and better as time goes on with it. And I think this right here is evidence that, yes, he is going to be getting better and better because he says he is learning. Mm hmm. Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense because we see Violet throughout this book and Iron Flame, like, learn to control her lightning. 
So it makes yes. sense that at the start of second year, Dane wouldn't have total control over his own signet. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I had is Violet feels the hairs on the back of her neck stand up in a chill when she sees Zayden watching her with narrowed eyes. So is he using his signet on her? Especially when he tilts his yes. head when she's deciding if she needs to draw a dagger or not. Yes, I feel like this is one of those instances where he's maybe not doing it on purpose, but he reading her intentions or whatever. Yeah. And I and another note I made too is I bet he could probably in some way tell Violet and Dane's like relationship to each other using his signet. Um, but he said he didn't really know um that they weren't a thing until he saw them kiss. True, after. because it's kind of a one-sided crush at this point. Yeah, and then he says, after I saw you kiss, after the threshing, and you looked like you had kissed your cousin, that's when I really knew that there was, like, nothing between them. <laughs> that was one of the things I made a note about um, Satan's comment about the kiss being, like, cousins. <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of like with his paternal uh, treatment of Violet, it kind of almost turns into where then she kind of looks at him as that paternal figure in a way like more of a family figure like her her feelings for him change towards that without her realizing it and I don't think it's just because of her newly developing feelings for Zayden at that point I think it really is it's just changed mm-hmm. and then we were going to talk about because we forgot in the last episode too um, Zayden killed the king's son yeah we totally skipped over that. Like, literally, as soon as we logged off, we both were like, shit, we forgot to talk about that. Yeah, and so we're thinking that that's why, that's why Dane has this knowledge of Zayden being, like, ruthless and dangerous because he was obviously friends with Cam as well. Yeah. And so he would have this knowledge that Zayden killed whatever the sec- the other son's name is. I don't think we know. I don't know if we do or not either. Because that other son that died that was the second son and then cam is the youngest or like at least he was younger than the second son so he I, is thought not the, I thought the second but son. i thought the second son was the one that was in the infantry the first son was the one that went to the rider's quadrant oh yeah you're right his second son joined the rider's quadrant but died, died during the threshing because there's theories that violet had like a love affair with the oldest son who's in the infantry oh really mm-hmm because Zayden guesses infantry, and she's like, yeah, you're right. And the fact that we haven't really heard anything about it. So, I don't know, but, I mean, that kind of shows the planning, though, that Rebecca Yaris has with the this series, because she plants the seed of that second son dying way back mm-hmm. in the beginning of Fourth Wing. And then mm-hmm. we see the results of that later in Iron Flame when Cam like is all becomes kind of a major player and then he gets really pissed off at Zayden. Rightfully so, honestly. Because he doesn't yeah, but know even the though, whole story. See, he he has the most reason in the world to be pissed at Zayden, but even he joins the rebellion. Yeah. Yeah, but I wonder how much of that is he hates his dad. <laughs> okay, yeah. And he, fair, and, he, fair point. and he actually has a sense of... Uh, morality yeah and less than and that trumps his hatred of zayden yeah i mean he doesn't know the full story of why zayden killed his brother though either i don't think do we as far as i can remember it was because that son attacked bodhi during threshing and was going to kill Mm. bodhi and so that zayden stepped in to protect his cousin Hmm. okay Slash another marked one. Interesting. Okay. Is it Bodhi or Garrick? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was one of those two. It was either Bodhi or Garrick. No, I'm questioning. But either way, he was going to kill one of those two. And so that's why Zayden then stepped in and killed him. Okay. Uh, do you have anything else? Nope, that's everything for me. Okay. Well then, um, thank you all again so much for listening. We're going to 
go ahead and close this out. Again, tune in next week. We will be doing chapter five. Yes. So have a great week. And remember, the right way isn't the only way. We would like to thank Kevin McLeod for the use of his song, The Pyre, for our intro and outro music.